Welcome to Chakra Talk. I'm Zoe, and Chakra Talk for me is a chance to share a lot of my more shocking slash awkward slash downright crazy opinions with my friends or anybody who may listen to these along the way. I hope those who listen can and will enjoy it, but they may also pick up something that they agree on, maybe something they learned. Um, I'm starting to do this more or less to get out of my comfort zone, but also to just talk to people out there. Um, Because I know sometimes, you know, with our busy lives and, you know, the pandemic especially, you know, wreaking havoc around the world like it's been doing for over the last year, you know, it's a little bit difficult to talk to people and sometimes it's just a little bit difficult to be bothered. So, yeah. I mean, you know, this is more of an introduction. So there will be a few different things that I do want to talk about. So I guess in my experience, you know, with communication and um, friends, relationships, dating, I guess, I want to talk about things from a point of view that maybe a lot of people have never heard before because... I'd say I'm anything, I'm anything but normal, and I'm anything but ordinary. I'd say I'm shocking and awkward, i.e. shockward, am I right? So today I don't really want to talk about anything in particular, but um, I do still want to talk about a few things. Um, If you feel the need to say anything at all, positive or negative, Say it. I want this to be a learning experience. And it can be on both sides. All right. So if I can learn anything from you, please, please, please throw it out there. I would love to hear it. But I don't want things to go you know, too, too, too crazy. Like, give me what you got. Like, so maybe I just, I I don't think I really care, honestly. Like, you can say what you want. Just, you know, be mindful that there is a person that you're speaking to behind, you know, behind this microphone. That's pretty much all. Like, I mean, you could say the worst things in the world. Like, there are really, it's not really a lot that could tear me down. Like, some of the things I've overcome is amazing. You know, there I might want to talk about the topic of abuse and trauma, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be, you know, growing up with it, you know, growing up in not so stable homes or, you know, living in not so stable a situation at this very moment. Things that may be tough to hear. But I'm also one of those people who just likes to talk his shit sometimes. And I'm going to be like that. I'm going to talk my shit. I'm going to talk my shit. And I don't really care who it offends sometimes. Because sometimes what is offensive to that person or is offensive to a group of people is offensive to them because they never really pondered what it might look like from a certain point of view. So there are certain groups of people in this country as we speak who might who may get offended by some of the things that I say. Whether it's what I say here or what I say out on the street or what I say to other friends or whomever. 
And that is because, again, maybe or maybe not, they have not pondered, you know, how things may be looked at from a different point of view. But I do have to admit, if it's something that is a little bit triggering, maybe a microaggression, you know, sometimes those things do need to be considered. More oftentimes than not, they do. There are some things that I have to be sensitive to, and there are some things we all have to be sensitive to as a group of people. And I quite honestly don't think that as a nation, we've gotten there yet. And I think that's just because there are so many different people in this country, so many different groups of people, so many different walks of life. And we just have to, we really do have to acknowledge that part. You know, it's a little bit harder when there are so many different groups of people in one giant ass country that stretches for thousands of miles. You know, we have one, we have literally one state that's just a group of islands in the middle of the fucking ocean. And one state, you know, and one state that has a very, very, very small maritime slit border between it and Russia. And we have territories all around the world. We have all these different groups of people. So sometimes we tend to forget that how we our our outlook on life is not like the person next to us. So we have to keep that in mind. And I think that's another reason I want to do this. A lot of people I've surrounded myself with in the past have had different lives than I've had. I sat in a classroom in Huntington Beach, California as a 17-year-old, the only black kid in all but one of my classes. And it was painful because, well, because I didn't have anybody to relate to. You know, we would talk about things like race. We had to write, I think we had to write a paper about race one time. And it was so hard to put what I honestly thought out there because I would listen to some of the dumb shit they would say on a daily basis. And I'd be like, they just have no fucking idea. They have no idea how the rest of the world works. Because when you're stuck in your own little bubble for so long, you tend to forget that other people live a different way than you. And when those people come around you, no matter how nice and put together they are, you think that they're ghetto and trashy and less than. A lot of times, and they might deny it and say they don't, but when you see things, when you see things and you hear things, it sticks with you. Especially when that's your first impression of a person. I'm going to be honest, I might not always make the best first impressions. I'm guilty of that. But I also know when to draw back. You know, I've been there. And maybe sometimes I, you know, I may come across as a person who just will say something to hurt and offend somebody. Because I'm black and I'm this and I'm that. Sometimes I speak out my ass like most of us do. And that happens. That happens. But if it's something that's, you know, something that's persistent. It's just that then it becomes then it becomes inexcusable. If it happens more than twice, if it happens more than once, really, it's inexcusable. Again, and I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect and innocent in any way, shape or form. But I have over time learned when to shut my mouth the first time. And that's definitely helped a lot. I still talk a lot. I'm not going to lie. I'm a person who talks a lot. But a lot of, I, I do find myself being more quiet lately because, you know, it, 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 just to observe what I'm around, observe the people I'm around, the, you know, what's being said, the type of tone it's being said in and who it's directed to and how it's being directed to that person in a group setting or anything. Just observing what I'm hearing because it's better to observe and say very little than to say a lot and not observe and not be aware of my surroundings.
and just, you know, that's when that's the vibe I got growing up in Huntington Beach that, you know, when you, you grow up in you, when you grow up in a type of, in, in a, you know, in an environment like that, in an environment where you don't have to be so aware, that's how that happens. So you can't really be mad at those. You can't really be mad at those individuals. You can only hope that when they go out into the real world, you know, they learn a thing or two. I was also hoping that based on what I spoke about from my experience growing up that day, that they took a few things away from it. And it was never so much about what people said. It was about how you looked. It's always about what you don't say. It's always about what you don't say. And that was my experience. It was never about what someone said. It was about what they didn't say. It was about how they acted or how they reacted, how they, how they reacted when they saw me or how they reacted when my name came up. Everybody knew who I was. I didn't know half these fucking people. And I was happy not knowing these people because I'm never going to hang out with them. What business do I have knowing them like that? Right? Right. So that's definitely something I want to go more in depth about because that experience is in great detail. I'll, you know, because in Huntington Beach, Huntington Beach for me was special. It was in a really weird way because I admitted to myself last Christmas, this past Christmas, you know, that I, that I low-key kind of like it there. I do. I low-key kind of like it there. It's a nice place to go away and visit and people are friendly. And sometimes I just, I want that friendly vibe that I may not always get in New York because people just, the attitude is different here and that's okay too. You know, yeah, so I will talk more about my experience in Huntington Beach, you know, and it was special to me because I didn't finish that. It was special to me because I came out. It's where I came out of the closet. And it, it, that that experience is something I definitely want to go over to because it was, it's just, it's always different for everybody. So I just want to tell it from my point of view because that, you know, there, the, like coming out, the heartbreak, the drama, the, all that other stuff, it's just, there are a few different layers to that story right there. Um, I want, you know, I want to speak about my experiences in college, you know, my experiences dealing with friends, um, the drama that followed me for almost an entire summer of 2019, you know, dealing with anxiety, depression, ADHD, you know, how I'm still dealing with much of that to this day and, you know, how I'm getting help again, because that's what we need to do. And, you know, also talking about you know, things like how I deal with men, my relationships, you know, a little bit about a little bit about my past and also a little bit about how my dealings with men are, have been, how they're going, so on and so forth. Um, you know, my whole interaction with the gay community is another one. Speaking of men, you know, my interaction with the gay community is definitely one I do want to touch on because it's definitely an interesting, interesting, interesting interaction amongst gay men. You know, I, I, I've always wondered what it was, you know, what it was about me that when you speak to just, you know, your average gay man, why when they look at me, they have something disrespectful to say. And a lot of times, and this is what I've heard, it's, you know, it's putting them putting up a wall then putting up a wall and it being difficult and letting you in. And you know what? I understand both sides of that. I understand putting up a wall because for the longest time in my life, I did the same thing. 
I'm not saying I'm all gung ho and happy now, but I'm definitely a lot more easygoing. I let you in, like I'll let you come in, you know. I let I'll see what it's like, you know. Until something doesn't sit right with me, and then I'm like, back the fuck up, <laughs> back the fuck up, or I'll cut you, bitch. I'll cut you in the dick hole. I will cut your dick off and feed it to some wolves. Don't fuck with me, bitch, or a raccoon outside. Whatever I can find, you know. Maybe, maybe I'll feed it to the cat, you know. The cat that I, the cat that I'm, you know, that my roommates have. He likes to bring in dead rats. Maybe he might want to. Maybe he might might mistake that penis for a rat. Who fucking knows? I don't know. <laughs> Is the part where you should be laughing, and if you're not laughing, you're just racist. Uh, just kidding. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, the humor, the humor in me usually waits to come out, uh, as did I until seventeen. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be making a lot of jokes about that. You know, gotta just be, gotta be, uh, you know, ready for all of that. But you know, it, it is definitely so. You know, but something I want to talk about in terms of my dealings with men and how, you know, how that may be due to a societal, societal, um, you know, societal influence, a societal set of beliefs that may, you know, that may or may not be the reason why a lot of my dealings with other gay men are, you know, are how they are. Many of my dealings with gay men, I guess I can put it out there now, have not been healthy or positive ones for different reasons, you know. A few times, you know, a few other times, it's, you know, a lot of times it is, has to do with racial bias. You know, there's a lot of racism within the gay community and anybody who argues that it's not is probably contributing to that very problem because it's, because to say that there isn't a problem of racism in the gay community is to kind of gloss over the fact that a white gay man literally puts on their profile no blacks or he'll put on his profile white asian latino and just single black men out or he'll say black men only you know and that you know you know they'll say it on their profile they they might show you in an attitude like how they look at you at a bar like for instance a lot of a lot of white gay men look at me in bars but what i wonder is why they don't ever have the balls to come up to me I'm an I, I'm a person. I'm a human being, and maybe I want to talk and have a conversation. It's not exactly that I want something sexual or a drink or anything from you, but just to give this transaction, this interaction, a chance. And why that can't be done is always beyond me. Why that can't be something as simple as giving it a reaction, like why there always has to be a game or some petty bullshit behind it all, is always something that I will always wonder. Why does it always have to be that way? Why does it have to be that way for a community that that always presents itself as so tight knit or together? I'm telling you something tight knit together is barely hanging by a thread at this point. It's really hanging by a thread. It's like the community in and of itself is about to fall off a fucking cliff. It's together. Yes, together. If you if you're mad, if you're um, you're masculine sounding or masculine acting or. You know, you come off like this, so you're muscular, you got abs, and you're light-skinned, preferably white, more so, more so, or light-skinned Latino, or whatever. I definitely want to talk about racism within the gay community, not just my interactions, but how my interactions a lot of times are low-key linked to racism within the community, because it is. And anybody, again, anybody who argues that, just give me a moment to explain it, because I'm not the only person... I'm not the only person that has encountered this within our community. Not the only person at all. 
if you can argue that it's not directly linked to that or that there is no problem in the community, because a lot of people, what you'll hear is there are those who acknowledge it and then there are those who just don't say any words on it. And those who don't say any words on it are guilty of it at that very moment. Because more than likely what they were doing subconsciously was judging you based on the color of your skin, judging your intelligence, this, that, and the third. A lot of times it's what you've grown up around. You've grown up around judgmental, disrespectful people, a lot of times doing it to people of color. And that's not right. And if you're still doing it and not asking yourself why, you got, you got something you got to work on, buddy. A homegirl, you know, homegirl, buddy, homie, you know, you, you, you have to. You have to, if you're, you know, you, you want to do all these big things, like a lot of people want to go, you know, you know, up in the world in this, that, and the third. What you realize is you need, you need people. You need people. Sometimes you need the community you have right now, but more often times than not, you will have to shape the fuck up. Like there has to be some, there has to be something that's genuine and sincere in your heart. And until you get there, you will never, ever, ever get to where you want to be. Ever. You will never get there. If you have it in your mind that you're better and superior to somebody and that it can't, really can't, it really can't get to you, it really isn't a problem because you also belong to a marginalized community, but you're using white supremacy, the very thing that is kind of against that one part of marginalization that's within your blood or in your part of who you are you're part of the problem it's actually really stupid to do that it's moronic to say the least and if you're doing that and you're still doing that well guess what you're part of the problem and guess what it's not me and i'm and this is probably where i'm going to offend some people i'm not just some pesky white liberal telling you this I'm a black, I'm a black left-leaning moderate. That's what the fuck I am. So if you really don't want to hear what I have to say, well, that's good for you. That's good for you. That's good for you. Because guess what? A lot of those who can't, who, who listen to this and turn it off when they get to this part, just can't take what they dish. If that's you, if you're a little, if you're, if you're fucking weak, if you were so fucking weak that you can listen to something like this and get offended angry and upset because i called you a pesky fucking white liberal well then you're part of the problem and conservatives you're not out of the clear either you know if you're if you're old outdated way of thinking and i'm talking about conservatives my age i'm 22 going on 23 i'll be 23 on the 19th of january capricorns represent capricorn cuss babies definitely represent except january capricorns are better and yeah um, nobody can change my mind. You're absolutely wrong. If you think December Virgo is a better kill yourself, fuck you. I'm only joking. Don't kill yourself. Please don't. Much love to the world. Always and forever. <laughs> but back to the subject, because of course, this is what I do. It's shocker because I get off, but I get back on. That, uh, you know, well, topic, you know, back on topic among many things. So, so yeah, I... I I don't believe that, you know, I don't really believe that you, if you don't look at something for, from both sides, that you're definitely, um, that you're, that you're, that you're dealing with it in an objective manner. Because any objective person will look at what I'm saying from both points of view. 
And, you know, and if I looked at it from the side of, let's say, the white liberal, uh, I would say that what you're saying is good. But another part, another part of this whole thing, and I've been paying attention to it throughout the whole Black Lives Matter movement, following the, the, the shooting deaths of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and God knows who the fuck else, Elijah McClain. The list goes on and on and on back hundreds of years. There are a lot of shooting and hanging deaths from like the 1600s that we probably don't even know about. And that's the sad part. My whole thing is intent. Odds are if you identify as if you identify with the person, you're more likely to be sincere. I'm just saying. Statistically speaking, if you identify you're more likely to be sympathetic, genuinely, sincerely empathetic to the cause in which you are a part of or in support of. And what I also understand is some people just want attention. I'm going to talk about that. But I think for that video, I'm going to do one where people see my face. Because I think if you're doing, if you are a part of any social movement for attention, you go need to go sit the fuck down. Like seriously, rip up your goddamn fake ass sign and take your ass home. Because the movement doesn't need that. The movement needs sincerity if it's going to get off its feet, you know? And that's why I always say that, you know, we, we need to start looking at things a different way. You know, every community has their own. And this part right here, this next part may not be for everybody. So when I speak for this, I'm just going to put that in the title. That we need to talk, but this isn't for everybody. And I don't want to single anybody out because everybody should listen to what I have to say. Unfortunately, it's either going to go over some people's head, make people upset, or some people may lose interest because it doesn't pertain to them. And if you're one of those people that does that where it doesn't pertain to you, well, guess what? That's good for you. But like I said, but like I said about having a genuine and sincere heart about something you're a part of or something you're doing. That's you and you don't really learn how to deal with it. You'll never get as far as you want to go. I'm currently working on what I want to do. I joined a big giant tech company called B. It's an up and coming. It's a fucking gold mine. And it is like the best thing I've ever been presented with. And it just, it blows me away every time I'm a part of it. My enthusiasm, my enthusiasm just keeps getting higher and higher for this thing with each passing day. Every time I think about it, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck am I a part of? Oh my God, I cannot believe it. Oh my God, I cannot fucking believe it. But it's amazing because I just, you know, I'm, I'm like low-key shaking a little bit right now. And I think I need that. Like, that, that, that is the push we all need, right? It's something to genuinely be part of. And that is what I'm saying. You know, sincerity. Sincerity is what was one thing we definitely need to work on in 2021. Something I'm working on in 2021. Sincerity among many other things. Being sincere, you know, um, like I said, I was going to talk about my um, my friendships, you know, talk about what it, my, my experiences with friendships as an adult versus as a kid. You know, like growing up, I moved around a lot and 
finding true friendships was a difficult task because every time I looked, I would be somewhere else. But I was also different and a lot of kids didn't like me. And so I always found myself in a really tough spot because I wasn't liked a lot. I always felt like I was ugly. I always felt like I was strange. I always felt like I was this. I always felt like I was that. Like, it was just a series of different things. And then in elementary school, you know, third, fourth grade, I would get in trouble a lot. Like, it was just so bad. It's like growing up was a turbulent time, to say the least. Like, you know, I had a great childhood. I was still a happy kid despite everything. Like, and I'm not sitting up there saying that my childhood was abusive and it, it was it was during the Depression. Like, no. I definitely dealt with things like depression and anxiety. And, you know, I'll talk about a few of those later on later recordings or videos that I make pertaining to this. But it was, um, you know, and it was a tough journey getting through that. But, you know, as an adult, I look through those things and it's a little, you know, it's a little less, a little less, you know, a little less dramatic, <laughs> a little less dramatic, definitely. But it's still a learning experience with each passing day as is everything that we do you know as everything we go through it's all learning you know dealing with friends as an adult definitely is a different task because the few friends i did have as a kid the few real friends i did have as a kid i don't really speak to as adult as an adult we don't really speak as as adults you know i always say that you know my closest friends in middle school and high school they they they're as far as I know, they're all in relationships. And the one thing that really solidifies where we stand as friends is if I get an invitation to the wedding. If I don't get an invitation to the wedding, I'm like, oh, well, that answers that question. And that's very sad to say, but you know what? Sometimes you just are forgettable. At least that's at least that's how, how they act. And that's okay. Because... At the end of the day, people show you who they really are. And trust me, if you're still a good friend of theirs, they may hit you up every once in a blue moon. They hit you up. And I definitely want to talk about that, too. You know, not expecting it. But if someone genuinely says they're your friend, they should hit you up, too. They should call you and check up on you and see how you're doing. And you shouldn't have to tell them. If you do, serious problem. But you also have to take into consideration, keep in mind, that people are also busy with their lives as well. But there's a flip side to that. There is another but. People make time for what they want to make time for. If someone takes five minutes every few months to talk to you, every few years to talk to you, then that's one thing. But if they don't at all, it's, it's flush them. Like I have one friend, you know, I've known him. I've known him a long time. You know, we were like, I was like little kids. You know, we, we, you know, we, you know, we, we used to hang out, actually. I lived on one side of the country and he lived on another. And, you know, I had moved to the West Coast because my mom had gotten another job. And we, I didn't see him for two and a half years. I was so happy when I saw him. I could not believe it. I got off the train, ran and gave him a big ass hug. And the last time I saw him was about four, four years ago. The last time we really spoke was the day before I left to come back to, I believe I was staying with my grandmother, staying with my grandmother and my father. I, I forgot, but I was, I was taking the train back and this was my first year in college. And that was the last time I saw him. Little did I know that would be the last time that I saw him. 
Like, he doesn't, we don't, him and I don't really talk or anything. He doesn't call me or anything. But, I wish, you know, but in that time that we were friends, we were friends, I've known him since I was what? I don't know, four, five, six, seven, I don't really know. I've known him, I've known him like 15, 16 years. I've known him a long time. And I still love him. So that's the thing, never lose sight of that side of a friend like that. He never, you know, he never stabbed me in the back, threatened to hurt me, did anything bad. We just don't talk. And I still love him. It's all right to still love him, but you don't have to fuck with him in the same way that you used to because he clearly doesn't fuck with you like that. Or they don't clearly fuck with you like that. That was a personal one, I know. But you know what? I don't also don't mind sharing that little tidbit. Little tidbit actually sounds like a lot if you ask me. <laughs> Uh, that's what it is you know it's just random thoughts so those are those are a few things that I will talk about and I'll definitely talk about you know you know just what life has been like you know since I started college you know what life was like growing up and you know in middle school and just you know relationships dating you know the girls I dated the guys I started to date the one guy I dated and then just Jesus (laughs) You know, so, you know, there will be a series of different topics, you know, you know, how, you know, how certain aspects of my personality, how certain traits, how certain things within me have evolved over time, how I dealt with toxic friendships and how those toxic friendships made me stronger. But within those toxic friendships, you realize who your real friends are. So this pretty much wraps up the first installment of chakra talk tune in next week Uh, i'm gonna be talking about racism so you fuckers better get ready i hope you guys have a wonderful night bye